Welcome back to the Student Discussion Podcast for Reckless. I'm your host, Caleb. I'm extremely tired. We are in our last week of Under Pressure, and we had Alan, forgot his last name, talk about money. And yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm joined by Gabby and Addie. Hey. Hi. (laughs) And it is Gabby's first time. So, as a first-time guest... I have an icebreaker question I ask every first-time guest. And this is a very serious topic. Life or death situation here. You have to answer. You cannot get out of this. Two questions, actually. Question one. Is Todd Hampton's hair a perm? Question two. Should he get a mullet? Um, I think it's not a perm. Not a perm. And then for the second one, I don't like mullets, so I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you asked me that my first time I was on here. I think I... I don't believe you did. Okay, Addie, is Todd's hair a perm, <laughs> and does he have a mullet? I or think should, it's... should he get a mullet? I think it's too good to not be a perm. Like, it's just so... <laughs> like, Todd, you can take that as a compliment. I think your hair is nice. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't ever get a mullet. That is the worst thing ever. So, yeah, I hate mullets. I'm sorry to all the listeners who have mullets, but don't get them. And Todd shouldn't. Todd, Todd needs a t-shirt that's, that says, this hair's too good to not be permed. <laughs> that would to be, be permed. <laughs> or, this hair's too good to be a perm. Oh, I thought it was too good to not be permed. <gasps> Wait, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. I don't know what you're saying. That's what I meant, yeah. Okay. And I don't have to answer because I feel like I've answered this question 10 million times. But in case you're wondering, it is a perm and he should get a mullet. Why? I don't know. Fun fact. Fun fact. So sometimes they do challenges between middle school and high school for rush signups. One of the prizes, if high school got more sign-ups than middle school one week, was going to be Todd would have to get a mullet. Angie said no. So that <laughs> is no longer she a thing. should. <laughs> but I'm excited to see what Sawyer and Todd have planned for Rush, <laughs> because Champton's not a thing anymore. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> sensitive. See, Champton was always so injured. Do you know what Champton is, Gabby? No, I don't. <gasps> wow. Okay. You missed so, out. <laughs> it was this really famous boy band called Champton. Uh, it consisted of, I think it was Chad Brandler and Had Tampton, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what their names were. They were just Champton. Um, I had the honor of being able to be a part of a Champton video. It was hard to do so without laughing, but I am forever enchanted in folk folklore now, I think. I don't know. But Champton was all just a dream, apparently. No, it wasn't. I mean, they went on tour in North Korea. <laughs> so. You'll just have to go back and watch the videos. Yeah. Probably makes no sense right now. No, no, <laughs> Can you watch the videos? I don't know. Did they take those down? Was Todd, it only if you were there? Todd, we I will pay. Were there any videos in Hold general? There were videos. They're, like they're posted? On, I don't think they've been posted. They're on file somewhere, though. Find them. 
I bet you can find them. I don't have access to <laughs> computers at the church. Okay, we've gone too far. We have. <laughs> so money. I'm sure Champion made a lot of it. <laughs> what a segue. Okay, so why do you guys think money is talked so much about in the Bible? Because Alan started his message with us talking more about it. Jesus talked about it more than heaven or hell, and then a bunch of other things that I can't remember because I'm too tired to remember it. But why do you think money is talked about so much? Um, I think so because, like, um, it's so easy to, like, idolize money. So it's like you're trying to, like, find your identity in how much you make or the job that you have and how much, how much you make. And instead of, like, finding your identity in Christ. So it's like, and you can get so lost up in that. So it's like if you make so much money and, like, you buy materialistic things and all this stuff and get so lost in the world and what it can offer you. So God is like, hey, yeah, it's nice, but don't get too far into it because it could bring you further away from me. So I feel like that's why it's brought up so much in the Bible because it's something we can get so lost in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's easy to idolize money. Like, you see all these, like, rich people, like, just say, like, like all these crazy things, like, about money and stuff. And, sorry, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with this. You're good. Um, and, like, they, like, get so lost in, like, all these, like, worldly things. And, like, they, like, lose sight of, like, who Jesus is. Like, some, like rich people who were Christians before, like, have lost, like, sight of God, and, like, so it just changes what they think about him. Yeah, and I think, like, my D group was actually talking about this today, because in our reading plan with Acts, we were talking about this one guy who sold his field, and then he said he gave all the money to the church, when really he and his wife kept part of it, and there was so much conviction of the Holy Spirit, like, Peter talked to him about giving the money, and then because he lied and said, yes, this is all the money, everything I got, he literally fell dead, like, on the spot. And then three hours later, his wife came, and Peter asked her the same thing, and then she also just fell dead. Moral of the story, don't lie. Um, <laughs> don't know where I was going with money, though. But, yeah, it, our society is so self-centered now. It's what do you own? Do you own this? Do you own that? What area of town do you live in? Like, how much money, basically, do you have? Because... That is almost how society is viewed now. It's, are you poor or are you wealthy? There's no in-between kind of a thing. And then Alan made the point that if you make more than, I think, like $56 a week, you're richer than over, like, 55% of the population on Earth, which is kind of crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. But especially considering what 50 died. What? $55 can buy you here in America. Like in Nicaragua, for example, where 60-something of us are going on a mission trip over winter break, most of those people live off of $2 a day, and that's $14 a week. So just to put that in perspective, like $14 a week, like that's... I'm pretty sure most people going to Reckless spend $14 or more a week on gas. Mm, I spend like $14 a day, if not more. <laughs> Don't judge. Okay. So, 
so out. What? Okay. Money is what we talked about tonight. Yeah. Is money evil? Very broad question. I don't think money itself is evil. I think that as humans, we've made it evil. Because like I said, like, we, well, well, now I'm lost. I don't know. I just feel like we value it so much that it's like if we don't have this certain amount, like, we're not good enough or, like, if we don't have this certain amount or we, like, do things to get the amount of money, then in turn could make it evil. So it's just, like, the money itself, like, it's used to some for good and, like, it can be used for good, but, like, I don't think it's evil itself, if that makes sense. Like, we Mm -hmm. make it evil. Yeah, I don't think money is evil because, like, I think Satan, like, takes it and, like, twists it to be evil and, like, can be used in evil ways. And, like, because, like, money can buy you, like, things that you need to live, like, food and, like, a house and shelter. So I think that Satan just uses it to, like, make people want more things and uses it in evil ways. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think so many people say, yes, money is evil because there's the... Bible verse says money is the root of all evil, but like Addie said, like it's and you both said like the money isn't evil, but things from the money can become evil. Like for example, in our society, you want more money that as pride or greed, and then all these other things will stem from that. But money itself is not evil because it can be used for good. So in our society today, we f- a lot of people, we want to make money, all this stuff. Why do you think we feel pressured to make money? I think personally, like, my pressure comes a lot from, like, social media or, like, seeing what others have. And it's like, oh, if I just make this amount, I could also have that. And it's like, so if, like, wait, what was the question? Why do we feel pressured to make money? <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was saying. I just, and like, another, like, if you don't make, society makes us feel like if we don't make money, like, we're not gonna, or make this certain amount of money, like, we're not gonna make it in life or something, or like, the only reason we're gonna be happy, or like, find happiness in our money, or happiness in all of those things, so it's like, we're so pressured to earn as much as we can, instead of like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, it's, like, we feel pressure to make money because social media, like, since we have access to it, like, 24-7, like, we can see all these people who have all these nice things, like, Lamborghinis or, like, mansions, and it makes us want that, so it makes us want to, like, have a lot of money. And then I think it also, in some ways, that, when we see that stuff on social media, it can pressure us into thinking we're not good enough if we don't have those things. Yeah. So my group actually had Kimball Wall to sit into our group, which is a little intimidating at times. But he was talking about how if you're a senior, have been on senior retreat before, or have heard about it, you may have heard we go to Kimball Wall's cabin. So he was talking about how all these different things, he has different possessions, 
but there are so many people who hold their possessions close to them instead of holding their possessions with arms extended out because when you're holding something closer to you then when it's taken away it hurts a lot more like he was saying for all he cares tomorrow his cabin could burn in a wild forest fire he would not care because it's not something that he's holding close to him so like the money we make can buy things but it's what we do with those things that we bought or what what our intentions are and whether or not we idolize what that is or whether or not we um, put those possessions and those things before God instead of giving them to God. Mm-hmm. Ken said a lot of other things that I'm too tired to remember, though. So <laughs> ask Kim Bawada about money. Shout out, Ken. All right. So along with the pressure to make money, especially in the church world, we're Sometimes if some what in the church world we sometimes feel pressured to give money either through tithe through offering or whatever. Why do you think we feel that pressure? Hmm. Well, I feel like we shouldn't. Like he said, it should be like out of your own heart. Like you shouldn't like want to give because you're feeling pressured to it. Like because that's not something like. What did he say? I'm trying to think of like the, what he put up on the little screen. Was it a verse? I think yes, it was Second Corinthians nine seven. Right, I couldn't quote that to you right now, but something it's like, about giving cheerfully. Yeah, giving cheerfully. Yeah, so it's like if we're feeling like pressured, it's like it becomes like a drudgery to give instead of like what it should be, and then it's like, and yeah. You used the big word and then checked out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired. I shouldn't use that as an excuse. My brain can still think. You can go. Um, I think some ways, like, we, or, like, some of the reasons we feel pressure is, like, we feel like maybe we're not doing enough to help people. Like, like if God, like, told us to maybe, like, give, like, $10 or something, but, like, maybe somebody else gave $100, and it, like, makes us feel, like, maybe inferior, that we're not helping as much. But, like, if God laid it on our hearts to, like, give, like, a certain amount, we shouldn't feel, like, pressure to, like, give more than what he said. Yeah. Like, in my small group, we talked about the... Some person in the Bible. What's... Okay. The... Come on, brain work. Okay, the story of, crap, when the people did the thing. (laughs) I can't recall. (laughs) The, oh, what in the world? Oh, gosh. When they, people were giving money to the synagogue, maybe, And they're dropping in these large amounts and drawing attention to themselves. But then this widow who literally had two pennies, she just gave the two pennies. But then Jesus said she gave the most out of anyone because she gave everything she had. And when all the other people there giving for show, but she was giving out of the compassion and the joy in her heart, she gave everything. So kind of what both of you were saying is, like, we could someone could be giving a hundred dollars someone could be giving x amount but it's really about are you giving cheerfully and like what are the mo 
the motives behind why you're giving. Because, like, if we give begrudgingly and not want to give that, then are we really giving it to God? Are we really saying, here, God, what I have, it's yours? Or are we saying, okay, here you go, because I have to? It's more so, are you willing to say, God, here I am, here's what I have, do with it what you will, because I know your plan's better than mine. And I think that that has a lot to do with the money, is just money in general. Are we willing to say, God's plan with this is better than mine? God's plan with my life is better than mine? Like That's one of the hardest things to do as a Christian, is just saying, hey, God, here it is. Like It's not mine, it's yours. So, I think often when talking about money, it gets misconstrued to be like, yeah, just earn money, save it, and then give it. Don't spend it. But Alan said we should spend it, but after we, obviously after we earn it and then after we give it. So why should we spend money? This could get very interesting. Hmm. I mean, I know I want to spend money, but I know that's not the right answer. (laughs) Um, Well, give your reasons of why you would spend money. Well, to buy clothes. To buy things. (laughs) I don't know. I guess it's because, like, I've always heard, like, growing up, like, 10% of your, whatever you make should go to the church or whatever. And then, like, the rest of the money is left for you. And, like, I think, like, if you work hard for the money, like, God just doesn't, he doesn't want you to, I don't know. He doesn't want you to live a miserable life. Yeah, like... Obviously, if you're giving all your money to God, that's a wonderful thing. I mean, go you. But, like, I think that he's not telling you, like, you have to give all your money. Like, you should still have that sum to treat yourself or go buy a new shirt or, like, have an experience or something. I just think it's good to do all those things, like, especially, like, community or family or something like that. It's not always bad. Like, money isn't always evil so it's like it's not always meant for bad things yeah um what was the question again (laughs) why should we spend money oh i think that like if we're just constantly saving our money we can live in fear of losing it and that kind of makes it like an idol in our life if we're not if we're holding so tightly to it, we're just only focused in, on that. And so I think that we should spend it on things to, like, to enjoy life. And then also, like, we can, like, spend it on things like go on vacation with our families or, like, friends and get closer to them and build better relationships with them so we can, like, like um, talk, like, learn more about God with them. So... Yeah, I think Alan hit the nail on the head of, like, he gave us four things to do with money, and we should do them in that order. We should earn it, then we should give it, and then, like I said, the rest is ours. But kind of a combination of both your answers of, like, we worked hard for that, so we should have the ability to spend it, but we also have to remember who gave us the abilities to work for that and then give Mm -hmm. back to him. And, like, Alan said we could spend it with family on experiences, go to the movie, grab dinner, whatever. And then I don't remember what he said after that. 
so we're going to end that, that question <laughs> there. So the main point of tonight's message was with money and prayer, we have to work like everything depends on us and trust God like everything depends on him. Does that sound easy or difficult, and why? I feel like it sounds a bit difficult, because whenever I see it's like, the first part it says, work as it depends on you. It's like, when you think about, like, God, in some sense, sometimes I'm like, it's all on him, though. Like, it has nothing to do with me. So it's like, to hear, like, you in the sentence, I was like, I don't know. It's like work as it depends on me, and I don't really know what that means. Like, like, I guess like work hard enough so like you can. I don't know. What am I saying? Like use your gifts and your abilities to yeah. glorify God. And then He'll use that. You just have to trust Him that He will use that, and it'll be a source of good and not for evil. Yeah, because if it's just if you're trusting yourself, it's not going to be from a good place. But if you're trusting God for that, it is. Yeah, thanks for helping me on that. Mm-hmm. What was the like yeah. thing again? Like so, the main point. The main point was with money and prayer, we have to work like everything depends on us, and trust God like everything depends on Him. I think that's kind of difficult to like fully. Maybe, like, trust God with it because, like, say, like, we were talking in our small group, like, um, my small group leader, like, she was saying, like, how, like, sometimes she can't afford to pay rent, but, like, sometimes she still gives. But, like, for me, I think that would be hard, like, if, like, I couldn't pay rent and, like, I, like, had to, like, trust God with my money, like, say, like, I had, like, some money in my bank account or something and he told me to give it all and like I couldn't pay rent like I don't that'd be kind of hard for me yeah yeah I think the first half of it like work we need to work like everything depends on us like that's that's the easy part because we can we can sorry we can work as hard as we want or as um lazily as we want it's up to us but then trusting god like everything depends on him like that sounds easy to an extent until we're called to literally give everything because we feel like we have our best plan in mind we feel like we have our best interest in mind yet in reality it god really has the best interest or plan any closing remarks from either of you because my brain is fried I think, like, another thing we could say about the money, like, is, like, it makes me think of, like, the story in the Bible where the man came, like, running up to Jesus and, like, was, like, asking him, like, how he could get into heaven. And, like, Jesus, like, told him, like, to sell all his things and... To deny himself. Yeah. And so I think, like, that, like, was hard for him because, like, he thought, like, that he held money, like, higher than God. Yeah. Yeah, because if God came up to me and told me, hey, go sell all your things, I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, I got to sell my house and my clothes and my... You don't own a house. My mom does. She could sell it. She's... It's the house I live in. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, bad example. 
But I was Hill's just saying, a good example. You just don't own a house. Okay. I will one day. In the future, if God ever told me this, I'd be like, what do you mean? I've got to provide for myself. But in the end, he'll always provide. Yep. Yep. All right. My brain is done. Yeah, that was the last week of Under Pressure. Do we even... We don't start a new series until... After Nicaragua. A while. Because we got Super Bowl Sunday, winter break, then the Nicaragua celebration, and then we start a brand new series called Love Is... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, dot, dot, dot. The suspense (laughs) has been built. What am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) All right, listener, know that you are loved and that you should come Sunday. I think. For the Super Bowl. Yes. Or if you don't even like football, just come. Because who know what will... What? That's not even... Who know what will happen? (laughs) Listener, know that you are loved.